for a new edition of What's New at the Zoo with Jim Bartu. Hi. <laughs> I'm Devin O'Day. How are you, Jim? I'm good. Thanks for having me back here again. This is fantastic. This, I love this uh, tiger exhibit, Tiger Crossroads. I mean, Tiger Crossroads is amazing. It's one of my favorite things to do, and especially if you're here for zoo illumination and you need a little warm-up time, you can come in here. You can, yeah. You can stop in here. The tigers are going to be out for a little while anyway. So if you come in early enough, you might be able to see them out uh, at night before they go in for the evening. Well, speaking of zoo illumination, it's open now, and it's a nighttime exhibit that is so amazing. Let's talk a little bit about it. These lanterns are built um, for this one display, and they'll run through February 4th. And then at the end of that, the, the lanterns are, are destroyed. They're completely destroyed, recycled, and we build brand new ones each and every time that they go out. We, we reuse as much as we can out of the products of there, but the actual designs and everything are, are completely dismantled and taken apart, and we build new stuff every year. So oh what you're going to see at this zoo illumination is brand new. Some of it is absolutely beautiful. And if you thought the stuff you saw last year was huge, you should see the thing in the field this year. It's easily Amazing. 60 feet high. It is just a massive lantern that you're going to see out there. And of course, we have a dragon back again this year. You, you have gotta to have, have a dragon. dragon. You're going to be open. It's part of the holiday season. It is running all the way through February 4th. And until January 7th, it's running every single night. And when I say every single night, I'm talking about Thanksgiving night, Christmas Eve that night, Christmas night, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, all of these evenings we're going to be open for zoo illumination. So, and these are all the times when family comes in yeah. to gather and be together. And those are going to be popular nights for people to get out. And so if you have a, a date that you really want to visit, go ahead and get your tickets in advance. Well, coming up in December, there's something very cool at the zoo, and I love the mounted police. They use Tennessee walking horses, okay? That's one of the things I love about them, mm -hmm. but they're, they're having a toy drive. That's right. They do this every year, and it's on the first Saturday and Sunday mm -hmm. in December. I think it's the second and third um, this year, and they'll run it um, during the day, so 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. when the zoo is open. You can bring out um, new toys. We don't want your used toys. Bring out new toys. Don't wrap them. You donate them to the police department. They give them away as part of their Christmas basket program to kids that are in need. It's a great program. And the zoo throws in an added incentive that for every new toy that you donate, we'll give you a ticket to the zoo that you can come back and visit anytime you want during normal hours wow. until May 1st of next year. Speaking of gifts, let's talk about zoo gifts for the holidays. Oh, yeah, let's do that. We have, we have a, a, an array of things that you can give. You know, everybody's talking about experiences yeah. to give for Christmas, right? Not just things and stuff, but experiences, and the zoo is loaded with them. First of all, gift memberships, so you can come back and just visit the zoo as much as you want all year round. If you have... Um, if you're like me and you have brothers and sisters who are all married and have kids of their own, instead of buying for their in each individual person, the entire family, you can buy one membership for the entire family. Everybody gets to use it all year long. Great gift memberships. Grandparents, this is a great way to give back to all your grandkids. It and make really it simple. Is. Do it all online. It's nice and simple to be able to do. Backstage pass programs is another Ooh. one. You can buy certificates for backstage pass programs and this is a special 
up-close experience that you can have with a variety of animals. You can see which ones that we have up online. Um, you can buy for specific experiences or you can just buy a general certificate and then whoever it is that you give it to can pick where they want to go. Lots of different options for that. Um, so there's, there's certificates as well. Adopting an animal. That's something else that you can do and you get plushies with it as well. So you get a little nice plush animal, but it's not just the plush that you're giving the kid. They also get a certificate that says that this is going to support these animals at the zoo. So it helps care for them on, their, on, their, on an ongoing basis for, for adopting an animal. You know, I will tell you that somebody asked me, they said, hey, can you get me backstage passes for the Nashville Zoo? And I laughed at them because I said, there's not a stage. What are you talking about? Backstage <laughs> passes. And I thought they were just pulling my leg. But you can get backstage passes. We, it's actually called a backstage pass, mostly because we're in Music City. And while, you know, we have to be a little bit of branding for ourselves. Mm -hmm. So it is called a backstage pass, but it's a behind the scenes tour. Um, and we have lots of different ones that you can choose from. Um, I know that we have a rhinoceros tour that you can do. There's also, um, uh, um, man, escape a sloth that you can do now. So we have lots of different types of tours that you can do. I want to do that one. I want to do that I know, and get up close to see the sloth. That would be fantastic, They are right? so cute. I follow them on Instagram. All the sloth videos in the world, I think it's just like... Yep. They move. They move. Yeah. I want to see that. <laughs> yes. Super slow. <laughs> My spirit animal. I love it. You know what? And I will explain that we've got a lot of kids here today as we tape this show, and we are so excited. Field trips are a big deal here at the zoo. They're a, they're a huge deal, and in the fall we actually see quite a few groups, and there's there's um, several that are here with us right now, very quietly sitting behind us and observing the tigers as part of our Tiger Crossroad exhibit. They're um, they're part of the uh, Nature Academy. Is that right, guys? Did I get that right? Nature Academy. Part of Nature Academy, brand new school that just opened up down in the Lennox Village area, and all these kids are out today observing tigers behind us. Felix, in particular, the male that's out here. Well, this is amazing. Well, we're going to go to break. We've got lots of animals that are going to be on the show. We're going to have some creepy crawlies that are just creepy crawly. Yeah. We'll just say this episode has a lot of legs. It's got a lot of a lot legs. Of legs. All right. I wonder if all of our kids from the Nature Academy can wave as we go to break. Hey, you guys. Hi. Say hi, everybody. You girls having fun? Thank you, guys. Good night. We're here whether you're ready or not. This Christmas, Give a Little Nashville needs your help to bring joy to children in need. We'll be hosting toy drives during the holiday season, so please donate toys for kids of all ages. 
On December 3rd, join us for our Cocktails with Santa red carpet event where you can mingle with other supporters and enjoy festive drinks and food. Together, we can make a difference in our community this holiday season. Visit GiveALittleNational.com or find us on Facebook to learn more and register today. Welcome to the Omni Nashville Hotel. Urban elegance with a vintage touch. Our 800-room hotel opened up in the fall of 2013 with 746 guest rooms and 54 suites. We're here at Tiger Crossroads. Jim, tell us a little bit about this exhibit. Oh, well, this exhibit opened up in 2019, I believe. Wow. Yeah, you caught me off guard. I think it's 2019, <laughs> yeah. And actually, it won Exhibit of the Year for uh, AZA's um, annual conference. They always have an Exhibit of the Year uh, award. It's uh, um, based on design and um, conservation and everything, all the other messaging that it entails. So it's a really high honor to be able to get that. And it's the second time that the zoo won an award. The previous year we won it for the bear exhibit, now for Tiger Crossroads. It's just absolutely beautiful in here. And there's a wonderful class here from the Nature Academy. Life is really good for all these kids. And we're going to introduce you to the carnivore keeper extraordinaire, Sherry Kearns, is with us. Hi, Sherry. Hi. How are you doing, Devin? I'm doing great. I love this exhibit so much. Thank you. So, so, so much. Um, tigers are one of those things that are, is there a time that they're good to see? I mean, are they more likely? Because sometimes you come out here and look in these windows and you don't see tigers. Yes. Um, when they're sleeping, which is <laughs> that, what cats do best. That's, that's what they do 20 hours of their day is sleep. <laughs> so, yeah, um, you will find them usually early morning when we first put them out on the exhibit because we've just went out there and put stuff, fun stuff for them to look for or we'll hide some food for them and we'll put different smells and things for them to do out here. So they do like to already patrol their area first thing in the morning. Of course, wildlife goes through there. They get different scents and smells. So from that, um, they are way more active first thing. And then after that, they like to sleep right here on this patio. I see them sleeping. How much are big cats like tigers like our domestic house cats? I've always wondered about that. Do they have some of the similar habits? Yes, they do. They have very much have the similar habits. These are just big ones that can kill you. <laughs> are you ever scared? Um, as, not as long as that meshes between us. I, I'm comfortable. But they, they can let out a good roar and it can send chills down your back. Oh, okay. Yeah, but they're, but I feel perfectly fine with them with the protective contact with the mesh between us. You know, I think about that all the time when it comes to feeding time. What do you feed them? Uh, they're on a variety of ground meat, a chunk of meat, similar to the steaks we eat. Um, and they also get whole prey items, which is frozen, but we thaw it and give it to them. And um, 
Sometimes they get uh, goat's milk seems to be one of their favorites. Wow. Yep, we make that up and give it to them as a, an enrichment item. Conservation is a big part of what we do here, and conservation for tigers is so needed because we are losing tigers around the world. The populations are going down, but what are you doing for conservation? Well, Nashville Zoo does support, um, uh, financially supports the tiger uh, conservation campaign, which it helps reduce um, the poaching and tiger um, human conflict, as well as we try to save their habitat, it's helping save that, um, and from them selling in piece, um, tiger parts as well. And we're also part of the Species Survival Plan, which aids in the genetic diversity of uh, Sumatran tigers in the human care. You know, you think about cats don't like water, but tigers do. They, they love swim. water. Mm -hmm. They absolutely yeah. do. Yep, they get in the water. I've seen tigers pull like uh, buffalo, like out of the water. They'll go in to get buffalo and like pull whole buffalo out. I mean, just immense power out of these animals while they're in the water. Yeah, they love the water. They hide their scent in the water, right? So they'll sometimes they'll defecate in the water to hide their scent so other animals, their prey, can't tell that they're around. So they'll mask it that way. Yeah. They're really smart. They are extremely smart. Okay, do they know their names? Okay, are they like pets when you have them at the zoo and you care for them every day? Absolutely, they do know their names. They do come when they're called. Um, they, they're very, very trainable, very well trained. Do you ever have a thing like a big carpet-covered post out there so they can scratch <laughs> A litter box. A litter box. Tell me about cleaning yes. the tiger's litter oh. box. Boy, um, well, they can make their litter box anywhere they like. Um, usually if it's a tub of hay that we get them to sleep in, they like to go in that as well. Um, so that's easier cleanup, but they just go everywhere and anywhere they like. If, you, this, if you hang around long enough and, and watch them through the exhibit, you'll see, particularly the male, loves to mark his territory and he does that by just spraying urine on different um, areas, right? And you can watch, you know when he's about to do something because he'll smell an area, he'll turn around, he'll raise his tail and then just boom, this stuff just comes flying out and it ju he just marks it and that's, he does that to say this is my territory, this is my area. That's just like non-neutered male house cats. Mm -hmm. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Wow. Same. Yeah. And does it have that aroma that you just, it's like, whoo, like a house cat? Yeah, they definitely have a distinct smell. The way you described it, I'm already <laughs> thinking, you better have some simple green up in this place, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of let them, let them have their, that's their area out yeah. there. So that, that's their house, right? We don't yeah. have to live in that house. No. So. What's one thing that you would really like to impart to our viewers about what you would like them to know about the Sumatran tiger? Well, right now they are critically endangered. There's only about three to four hundred left in the wild. Wow, um, three to four hundred. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And what's worse, they're left in ranges that have been so fragmented that it's hard for individuals to get to other ranges to meet possible mates, right? And that's even more problematic because they're not in one central area that's protected. It's all these different divided areas, which makes it much harder for them to thrive as a species. Yeah, they don't have any Match.com out there for the Sumatran tiger. They're, they're just not, separated. Not, not in the wild, but not that's much. what SSP does. That's basically what yeah. the AZA yeah. Species Survival Plan does. Yeah. How cool is that?
Well, if you want to be a part of this, come to the Nashville Zoo, nashvillezoo.org, and come see the tigers. Is there a time of year when they're not available to, to view? Nope, they're available all through the year, unless we're closed, then they're closed. Yeah. <laughs> so they're pretty they, cold hardy. They'll they, come out when oh, it's snowing. Yeah. They'll come they out when love, it's super cold. They love cold weather. Great. They do. Absolutely. Okay, well, wait. And before we go, most of the public knows that we have tiger cubs now. We have three yeah. tiger cubs, right? Um, and the big question that I get is, when can the public see them? Um, it's probably going to be quite a few more months yet. Um, they are still have to be able to follow mom and get up and get acclimated to their side yard because that's a big, beautiful exhibit. They get lost in that right now, but it's going to be a few, quite well, a few more a, months. Well, there's a moat right there oh, with yeah. an edge that they could <laughs> yes. possibly fall off of. Yes, so. it is. Yeah. So we and we had talked about them possibly being in a in a safer yard, like a side yard. Tell me a little bit about that. Yep. Um, right now we let mom go out um, a little bit to get a little break to go out, and then but eventually we're going to be letting the cubs go out there, and we make sure it's all safe for them. It's a pretty nice sized yard, but mm. definitely not as big as this. Uh, we want them to be able to follow mom and get up and be mobile. Um, so we're working on things to get them up and out there. Okay, fantastic. And I know we had talked about possibly getting a camera up there so yeah. people can see them in the side yard, putting a monitor inside this building in a viewing area so people can actually see the cubs out playing in the yard. There's a lot of hoops we got to jump through to make that happen, but that's kind of what we're hoping for. Yeah, I love Absolutely. that. I love when you're able to view some of the animals online. Because, mm -hmm. you know, if you can't get to the zoo or if you're listening and viewings for somewhere else and you're planning a trip to Nashville, always make sure that Nashville Zoo is on your list to see. It's one of the top things to see in Nashville, and we're really proud of what the Nashville Zoo does. Thank you, Sherry. Thank you very yeah, much you for very having much me. For coming Appreciate out. it. It's called Tiger Crossroads, and it's part of our Nashville Zoo. NashvilleZoo.org. Get your family membership today. This holiday season, the largest lantern festival in the country returns to Nashville Zoo. See more than 1,000 Chinese lanterns. Welcome back to Zoo Illumination at Nashville Zoo. Bigger, brighter, and better than ever. At Area 51 Tech Solutions, our team specializes in servicing and repairing major brands of electronics, including computers, tablets, cell phones, HDTVs, and gaming consoles. Area 51 has been our go-to place for all our tech repair needs for years. You name it, they can fix it. Trust the kid who broke it. Give them a call today at 615-379-8113. Welcome to the 2023 Magical Holiday Home Tour, coming for one day only. Immerse yourself in the spirit of the season as you explore stunning displays, twinkling lights, and charming decorations. The general admission tour of area luxury homes including historic Rosemont and a special tinsel tour of the original Fairview Plantation Mansion. Come and experience the warmth of the holidays by touring spectacular luxury homes. It's an event you won't want to miss. having fun?
of Murfreesboro, we're here whether you're ready or not. Well, there's always our get, we get to visit and meet some animals up close. And last episode, we were with a cute little skunk that I couldn't touch. And now we're with these cute little Madagascar hissing cockroaches. Yes. <laughs> okay. This is, this is not a pest. No, they are not. So Jessica, by the way, this is Jessica Knox, and she is our ambassador animal displayer. Yes. So these are uh, Madagascar hissing cockroaches. They are the largest species of cockroach found throughout the world. And there's actually about 3,000 different species of cockroaches found worldwide, but only 30 of them are considered to be pest or invasive species. And those are typically the ones that you're going to find, like, in your kitchen in places that you don't like those big ones them. that we call water bugs that fly at you in Louisiana and go click 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 you know right yeah. 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 Florida yeah the ones yeah. that the ones that drive vehicles yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is different well this one could drive some of those little smart cars it's oh, big yeah. um, so these guys um, are really good to have in the rainforest in Madagascar where they're typically found. These guys are decomposers uh, so they have a very vital role in the ecosystem in the rainforest, eating all the dead and dying plants and um, getting all the nutrients from those dead plant matter back into the soil so new plants can grow today. So they no. get the name hissing cockroach, uh, not because they are hissing out of their mouth, but because they actually will have, they have holes in their abdomen called their thorax that they're releasing air out of. So that is what they're doing to kind of deter potential threats. Um, and predators, and since this is their first time at the tiger exhibit, um, oh. they are definitely making themselves known that they're not sure about this location. And, and how can you tell the difference between the males and the females? I mean, now that I'm looking at them, I see differences, but explain yeah. to me what that is to make sure I'm not just making so an assumption. So there isn't a size difference between them. The females can get to be just as large as the males, sometimes even bigger. But the big thing is actually on their exoskeleton, um, the armor plate kind of near their head. The males actually have bump uh, or horn-like yeah. protrusions. Yeah. These two and little bumps right those here. Those two bumps right there. But our females actually do not have those. So you can tell um, the difference between them. Now, in some of the exotic... Uh, pet shows and stuff, they show Madagascar hissing cockroaches as good pets. Is this true? You have to know kind of their specific needs and a lot of people unfortunately do have an aversion for bugs. Uh, so if people are interested, um, I do know that there are some people who do have them as pets, but just like any pet, they do have those specialized needs that you have to be able to meet. But the big thing is, is we always want people to know that they could potentially be an invasive species. So if they get out of their enclosure, they can reproduce very quickly. And so that actually can change up the local ecosystem if they were to get out into the wild in nature. Oh, we don't want that. We do not want we that. We don't want that. Um, one thing we love to do here at the zoo is to educate people about species. So hopefully that even if they don't like that animal, they have an understanding of their important role that they have in the ecosystem and uh, to help with the biodiversity, to keep the population of all creatures in that area healthy and thriving. It's all about balance. It's all about balance. Do you have something else to show? I do. Yes. I have a well, while more. you get while you get the next animal, I've got a question. Uh, Teresa from Kentucky says, how did you get the rhinos here from Africa, Jim? 
There are companies that specialize in transporting animals, um, particularly big exotic animals like that. So imagine, um, imagine a sea crate, right, about the size of a sea crate, maybe a little bit wider or something like that, and it's, and it's reinforced, it's, it's, a, it's a heavy metal kind of thing. Um, and they train these animals, they, they train them to, to go into these uh, crates, and then at some point they put the other end out of it and pick them up with a crane, put them on a truck, drive the truck to uh, the airport, load them onto transport planes, and fly them into the United States, put them on a truck, drive them here. Okay, these things, okay, I'm not as friendly with these. These don't feel like bugs, but what are they? So these are giant African millipedes. Um, so they're the largest species of millipede found in the world. Um, so this is about as big as they get. They can get just a little bit bigger. Um, so if you translate the uh, word millipede, milli translates to the Greek word for million and pede uh -huh. for leg. Um, million legger. So it looks like they have a million legs, but they don't actually have a million legs. It just looks like it. Have somebody ever counted how many legs? So they average about 350 um, as an adult um, as well. So with um, each segment that they have on their body, uh, they actually will have four legs for every segment along their body. Oh. And as they grow, they will actually get three new segments of growth every single year. So they get 12 ye legs per year. Well, look, they're a little gra they're, It's graceful, though. It's like yeah. a... It, they don't look move. at the way it kind of follows itself as they move forward across the legs to yeah. kind of move forward. They move each uh, leg kind of in waves. Yeah, I was looking at that. I'm playing uh, Twister with these guys. <laughs> so with them, they'll, they don't move every single leg at the same time, so they'll move different segments, and gradually it will help them kind of climb across. Um, whatever they're eating and just like the cockroach they are also decomposers um, they just live in the rainforest of Africa rather than Madagascar which is off the coast of Africa um, now these guys have a really good defense mechanism which is a little bit more intense than the cockroaches so okay. if these guys are ever eaten by a larger predator because some animals in the rainforest may think that this would be a nice tasty treat it's a nice big amount of meat um, however, what they will do is if they are eaten by a larger animal, they actually re will release a toxin along their legs, which is a cyanide-based toxin, which will make the okay. predator sick, and they'll cough up that millipede and they have the best chance to get away. So as long as you don't like lick your hands or anything, I you're promise. good. So it has to be consumed. Yeah. It's not poisonous and you can't it can't be absorbed through our skin, it has to be ingested, but it is a pretty good deterrent for a larger predator. Cyanide, yeah, it works. Cyanide-based toxin. So with these guys, <laughs> with all decomposers really, they do have a very important job in the ecosystem of the rainforest where they live. So we actually do get a lot of really important things from the rainforest um, that help us in our day-to-day -day life. Um, so we do get a lot of medicines from plants that are derived um, in the rainforest. So if you ever get sick, Decomposers like the millipedes and the cockroaches are helping to break down the nutrients so those plants can grow so you can eventually have medicine. But also there's quite a few things that we like to enjoy eating that we get from the rainforest as well. Um, so uh, the vanilla bean... They have vanilla a whole bean, cafe at Opry, Opry Hills. Um, almost. <laughs> so uh, the vanilla bean um, produces the vanilla extract. So if you like anything with vanilla, vanilla ice cream, vanilla cookies... 
that's where they're from. That comes uh, is helped out by the millipedes. If you enjoy chocolate, that comes from the cocoa bean, which comes from the rainforest. And for all of my adults out there, the coffee bean also comes from the rainforest. Very so important. very important things that we do love and enjoy. So if you enjoy a nice Starbucks coffee, these big bugs are helping to make sure you can get that cup of coffee every single day. Wow. How cool is that? All that from something as interesting as this. Thank you for all you bring us. This is so oh, no cool. Problem. Did you guys learn a bunch from this? I mean, big kids, little kids, and uh, grown-ups, too. We can learn. Everybody can learn when they come to the Nashville Zoo. And don't forget, Zoo Illumination is going on right now, so get your tickets. It's a perfect time to get your Christmas gift for the family, too, at NashvilleZoo.org. Isn't that right? That's right. All different kinds of stuff and experiences that you can buy as gifts for the family. I love it. Somebody asked me the other day, and she said, how expensive are they? And I said, just just look it up. You're going to be surprised. And she says, oh my gosh, it's so affordable. Yeah, yeah. She said, if I take my kids, my whole family twice to the zoo, I think I pay for my membership. Pretty much, yeah. So, NashvilleZoo.org. We're going into the holiday season with some leggy little creatures. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.